Jocko Willink spent 20 years in the U.S. Navy and commanded SEAL Team's 3 Task Unit Bruiser, the most highly decorated special operations unit in the Iraq War. Upon returning to the U.S., Jocko served as the officer in charge of training for all West Coast SEAL teams, designing and implementing some of the most challenging and realistic, perhaps psychotic, combat training in the world. After retiring from the Navy, he co-founded a leadership and management consulting company and authored the number one New York Times bestseller, Extreme Ownership, How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win. He did his first ever interview on this podcast. He also hosts a fantastic podcast called Jocko Podcast, which you should check out. It's intense. Now, in our conversation, I started by asking Jocko, at least in this excerpt, what his morning routines look like and how he would structure his ideal day. Here's what he said. So I wake up early. I wake up at 445. Um, I like to have that psychological win over the enemy. And, you know, for me, that when I wake up in the morning and I don't know why I'm thinking about the enemy and what they're doing, and I know I'm not active duty anymore, but it's still in there that there's a guy that's in a cave somewhere and he's rocking back and forth and he's got a machine gun in one hand and uh and a grenade in the other hand and he's waiting for me and we're going to meet and when i wake up in the morning i'm thinking to myself what can i do to be ready for that moment which is coming which is coming and uh so that that propels me out of bed that and i i work out early in the morning uh, so you wake up at 4.45, what's the next thing? Aside from like brushing your teeth yeah. and doing the usual. Uh, do the usual, start working out. And I try, uh, ideally I like to get done with my workout by the time the sun comes up. And so now if there's waves, you know, I live by the ocean, so I'll go surfing and get done with that. And what is the morning workout? Uh, what does a typical morning workout look like? Uh, I, I, you know, I do a lot of pull-ups, push-ups and dips. I deadlift and do squats. I do sprints. I mean, it's everything that everybody knows. It's everything that everybody does, right? I swing kettlebells. Uh, I do burpees. You know, it's it's all that. And it's like a 60-minute workout? How long is the workout? It depends. It depends on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I will... I'll try and do some strength movements to be strong. You know, deadlifts, cleans, clean and jerk, something like that. Uh, to make myself stronger or even if it's even if it's something like just dead hang pull-ups and i'm just maxing out but i i'll, I'll do something like that to make myself stronger and sometimes that can take a while you know because i'll just want to relax and and you know hit singles or doubles mm-hmm. um on deadlifts or cleans or whatever and then when i get done with that i'll do some kind of uh some kind of metabolic conditioning of some kind you know i'll be sprinting or rowing or swinging a kettlebell or you know lighter weight, clean and jerks for reps or something like that. So that's what it looks like for me. So you finish training when the sun comes up, hit the waves since they're there, which is a good policy. And, um, what happens then? You know, I'll, I'll come back and, you know, 
start doing normal human stuff. Um, <laughs> right. That's when the work begins. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know, I have, I have a leadership and management consulting business, so I'll have clients to talk to. I'll have emails to push out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll, I'll start taking care of that business. I normally don't get hungry mm-hmm. until 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. So around 10 or 11 o'clock, I start wanting, you know, to, to start to graze on some food and I'll do that. And, and then by, by noon, I'm, I'm feeling pretty hungry. Like I need some lunch. And, uh, what is, is, what does your diet generally look like? Generally looks like steak, steak and chicken and salad paleo ish. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm no, you know, I'm no stranger to having some mint chocolate chip ice cream <laughs> or some Ovaltine or whatever. Uh, you know, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not you know, a competitive bodybuilder. And so, you know, I, I'll eat some normal food. Right. You can indulge when the, when, when the spirit moves you, when you think of the word successful, who are the first people or the first person that comes to mind? So for me, you know, the, the part of the world that I've seen, is a very dark place. It's a dark place. That's what war is. And when your job, which my job was, was to expand that darkness in many ways. I mean, it's war is about killing people. And so for me, when I look to someone that's successful, it's someone that brings some light into that darkness. So for me, the first people that come to my head are Mark Lee, who is one of my guys, first seal killed in Iraq. Mike Monsoor, one of my guys, second seal killed in Iraq, posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor. And Ryan Job, one of my guys, wounded in Iraq, blinded in both eyes, made it home, medically retired from the, from the Navy, married his high school sweetheart, got her pregnant, and finished his college degree. And after his 22nd surgery to repair the damage that was done to his, his head and face, there were complications and he died as well. But all of those guys in all that darkness, they did things. They, they made a sacrifice that was completely selfless. And to do that, and to live and fight and die like a warrior. That to me is success. And those guys are my heroes. What do you, 
what do you struggle with? And I, I ask that because, uh, I mean, we've, we've only just met, but it's hard for me as a civilian to fathom what, what you and your friends have been through. Uh, impossible for me to fathom. Um, and I mean, it makes me just feel ashamed for ever complaining about a bad day or a hard day. Uh, given what you guys have experienced and the stakes that are involved and the sacrifices and the, the you know the sadness and tragedy that is uh, a part of that job uh what what do you struggle with uh whether it's in the business sphere or just in in life in general if you're open to talking about it cuz i certainly i know that uh I used to, you know, when I had these um, icons in my head, I was like, oh, my God, Richard Branson, he's got it all figured out. He's doing everything perfectly. He's just, he's on cruise control, hitting home runs every time he gets at bat. And as I've slowly gotten to know, not necessarily Branson directly, although I have met him before, I realize like people all have, and this is something that you talked about, the detachment. You know, when I find myself, I've always had kind of impatience and anger issues, and it's helped me to be aggressive in sport and in business and in negotiation, but it's also caused some problems for me. And, um, but I've realized that one of the ways I can tone that down is by realizing that like everybody has, everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about, uh, in some way. But what, what are the things that, uh, that you find difficult or that you struggle with or have struggled with? It's 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 an interesting question because, and this is a filler answer in case you couldn't tell that, because when I start off with, it's an interesting question, that means I'm not really quite sure what to say. Um, I've, you know, I've been, I've been lucky. I've been blessed. I've had, you know, a, a life that I would not trade with anyone in the world. Um, when you talk about Ramadi, I, that was the highlight of my life because I was leading men in combat, which is something, which was something that I always wanted to do and something that I felt that I was destined to do. And when I was in that situation, I knew that I, I wasn't, I don't look back and say, Oh, I wish I would have enjoyed that. No, I knew it then. This is it. This is, this is what you have been waiting for your whole life and what you really have been preparing for your whole life. And I was lucky to be there and I was lucky to have uh, incredible guys to work with both in my unit and in the other units in the Army and the Marine Corps that we worked with. I was lucky enough to have guys that were so brave and so dedicated. And I, I will use the word fearless not that they didn't have fear, but that they overcame it all the time. And so I'd say if there's anything that I struggle with now, it's just that does anything else matter? Is there, and the answer is no. The answer is no. Nothing else matters. Nothing else is close. And so you have to deal with that. And, and I don't struggle is a, a strong word because I don't sit there at night, you know, wishing I was back. Well, okay. I do do that. You know, sometimes I, I often wish I was back, but I don't dwell on it. 
because it's gone. And I'm so happy that I could be part of it and that I was able to work with such tremendous guys. And uh, I try and keep their memory alive every day in my own head.